So uh, first of all, uh, I will tell you a statement, but you have to say false or true, okay? Let's start with the easy one. I have 10 kids. How do you know? I... Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> have you any discussions with my wife? Wow, wow. Okay. My great-grandma, she had how many kids, Michael? 21 kids. Wow. And uh, I thought that uh, I have many kids. I have only three kids. Uh, and uh, the youngest one, tell me the age of the youngest one, is... 15. 15. Good. Yeah, and uh, I'm not young, too. <laughs> you know, when, uh, when he was in your age, I gave him a Bible, and uh, I taught him how just to read and to observe which, what is very clear in the Bible. From that time, I don't remember one day he will miss one day even reading the Bible. I'm not telling anything about the world, the kids, I don't have much to boast with them, but with the youngest, uh, I can say that every day when I will ask, okay, what's the story for today? He can tell me uh, what he read in the Bible. He really believes, as I believe, that the Bible is the most interesting book because the author is alive, is al and he works with us. And actually, we are the miracles, you are the miracles, and uh, we'll continue to play that game. The next question is, um, I was in mafia. True. true. Yes, it's true. So because I didn't know, in your age, I didn't know that there is a God, and I didn't know that he has amazing, amazing truth revealed to us in a in a book. That's why I went to wrong, wrong direction. Let me tell you one more. Um, I came to know Christ when I was young. False. false. That's also, yes, it's false. I came to know Christ when I was 26. And I would like to tell you the story, but before that, I will tell you that I have three kids. I, Vlad is my oldest. He disappeared. Uh, he sometimes disappears. So I have a daughter. She's uh, 24, almost 24, and the youngest is 15. That's not my kid, and it's not my friend. So. My uh, wife, Svetlana, so that was for me uh, all my life. I wanted to be a black belt. That's why we were breaking boards, we were training hard, uh, because I wanted to be, uh, you, you can uh, let, uh, let go, uh, because I wanted to be strong. Who wants to be strong? Raise up your hands. But I didn't know the secret. You know now the secret. Tell me, how is it possible to be strong? Yes, I will agree. Work hard and believe in yourself. Who else can believe in God and he'll help you be strong? Yes. You need the faith in you, but you need also the faith in God. And actually, God is the one who makes us strong. So, and um, uh, because we didn't know God in your age, we started to do very terrible stuff. Uh, we were beating up people for money. So some money will, uh, somebody will pay us money to go and to humiliate uh, inconvenient people, people who they, uh, uh, they wanted to teach some lessons. So that's how we um, got further and further away from God. But I started to read the Bible only because I understood 
that Jesus had some great influence over his disciples. And uh, because I wanted to control my, my disciples, my mafia group, I started to read the Bible. And what I didn't know, that looking for influence, God began to influence my heart. And what you do now, um, naturally, you, you pray. In that time, I didn't know how to pray. Nobody taught me how to pray. But I started to pray like this. Lord, if you really do exist, show me. And I wanted to see a miracle. And uh, I was looking many times on sky to see maybe um, a, a cross or something to be sure that God is a reality. In fact, I wanted to see that there is no God because I knew that I will pay for all my sins. So that's how we started. Um, and uh, let me show you. Yeah. So one time I received an invitation to go to Moscow. Because um, there was the first tournament for one year where the masters from different countries will come and will be trained by the highest master in the world. So who knows, who heard about Moscow? Uh, it's kind of a not, it's a very bitter chocolate. <laughs> Moscow, Russia. Yes. So what happened there? One night, one night, I kneeled down in my room. Nobody was uh, seeing me. And they started to pray, God, if you really do exist, touch my heart. Touch me right now. I didn't really expect it that he will touch me. But what happened was amazing. Something fell upon me. Later on, I figure out, I read in the Bible, that was the Spirit. But that time, I didn't know what's happening with me because some amazing peace, joy surrounded me. I never had that peace in my life. I never had that joy in my life. Actually, as fighters, we always were very aggressive, uh, looking to punch, to kick. And um, uh, I didn't have that, that joy. And that night... God just gave his uh, joy, and uh, that, that night I, I, uh, that night I understood that God loves me so much, and he was waiting for me as a prodigal son to come back to him as a father, and he surrounded me with his love. On the third day, because everyone was convincing me that uh, something wrong happened to me. On the third day, I started to doubt. What if God does not exist? What if I thought too much about God? Because that's what everyone around was saying to me. Hey, you thought too much about God. There is no God. And that day, God allowed His glory to be revealed. He allowed the an angry person to attack me with a knife, and he put the knife to my neck, and I began bleeding. But in that second, that peace, that amazing joy came back to me, and I was ready to meet my Lord. And they said a verse from the Bible. I'll come to you. To you. I, I said a, a verse from the Bible. I didn't know in that time verses from the Bible, but one I, I watched it and I saw in a communist movie. And the verse sounds like this. Don't be afraid on the one who can kill the body, but can't kill the soul. So I said that verse aloud. And then, to my amazement, the word of God said with the faith has the power. That guy jumped away. For the first time, I discovered in myself something I never had before. I discovered that I have love. I was ready to hug him. Three days before, I would hug him that his eyes would pop up. But then, I didn't have any, any desire for revenge. 
And uh, I saw the miracle that I knew that I never had love. I never had love towards even my wife and my kid. To understand how much, how evil I was, let me tell you how I proposed to my uh, wife. I came to her before that, and I said, um, you know, I don't love you, but um, I think that we can make a good couple. You are a quiet girl, and uh, you'll not, uh, you'll not be, uh, you'll not uh, be an obstacle in my life. Let's get married. Uh, you, you, you already imagine. And uh, I, I'm still praising the Lord that she didn't have a knife in her uh, hand. Because she was uh, on, the same, on the same level with me. Because once we got married, I, I got married to a very quiet girl. But something wrong happened to her after she got married with me. And we started to fight like crazy. We could not stay uh, together in one house more than two days. On the third day, it was like, uh, like somebody cursed us. On the third day, we were, we were fighting. And um, many times, I did terrible uh, things. I kicked her that she uh, loses the conscience, so, and I will bring her uh, back to life and uh, very scared. So do you understand what does it mean a man without God? A man without God is pure evil. And I was that evil. But after I received that love, I ran. I, I came back home and I said to my wife, I'm a new person. She said, let's, let's wait three days. <laughs> after one week, she was completely convinced. If somebody could change me, that could be only God. Then God did miracles after miracles after miracles. Let me tell you one. I was ready to go to a competition for one month to Norway. I was, uh, in that time, in Russian uh, national team. Um, and uh, my refrigerator broke in the day when I was leaving the, the house. And uh, she had to give birth to our second child without me. And she said, how? How I will survive? You, you are uh, leaving me without a refrigerator. And they said, woman, look at this. I am just placing my hand. I will pray. And the refrigerator will work. Have faith in you. And she said, yeah, yeah. Refrigerators, they don't obey God. I said, look at this. I lay my hand. I prayed. Unplug and plug in. And nothing. And she said, huh? What now? said, wait a minute. said, Lord, do miracles. Lord, do, do something. Lord, you, you know that the faith is only, only coming in, your, 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 in her uh, heart. Do something. And uh, I prayed again, unplugged, plugged. There's a refrigerator, still works. 20, 25 years I took him from house to house. Now he's in my mother-in-law house. He was rotten, but she um, uh, sticked some... Um, some um, um, so she changed the, the, the surface of that refrigerator, and that refrigerator still works in my mom's house. And uh, I saw that God is not small to do anything if you believe and if uh, that's for, for, his, uh, for his good, for his will. So that's how um, a new life started. Do you see here, that's what we were doing before. But when we came to know Christ, we didn't know how. How we, uh, we should um, tell people about Christ. So we were doing um, exhibitions. People will come together. For example, on the right side, I believe it's uh, Alex's uh, team 12 people uh, in line. So a jump over 12 people, and in the end, you'll break a lot of uh, boards. So um, people will come to see performers, but they will hear about God. They will he uh, hear how, see how, how many boards you have to break and still to remain with your, your hand. We started... 
with a group of uh, instructors teaching them the, the Bible. Um, and uh, every time, every training will start with Bible study. And uh, when people read the Bible, something happens to those people's hearts. God has access to the heart. Have you ever read the Bible? You, of course. You are reading the Bible. Every time you take the Bible in your hands, you allow God to work with your, hand, uh, with your heart. He has a special touch. He knows how to touch your heart. Nobody can do that. I, would, I wish to have the same access to my kids, but I can do that only through the Word uh, of God. Do you have um, friends? Yeah. yeah, I also um, have friends. The first friend I shared the gospel was my friend Vasily. He accepted Christ, and he went to his uh, family. He went to his uh, friends. He went to his uh, town. And actually, um, Alex is his disciple. Do you see, in martial arts, it's very simple. You submit to a teacher, and then everything that you learn, it's not good to keep for yourself. You have to give away. It's very simple. You receive and you give away. And that's what we did when we came to the Bible. Everything that we understood, we were passing away. Do you have friends? Again, can you say a name of a friend? Just say aloud a name of a friend who is far from God, who doesn't know God. Okay, on one, two, three, you have to say a name of a friend who is far away from God, who doesn't know God because nobody taught uh, that, that friend. If you don't know, why you would not ask him? You can ask him very clearly, A, have you accepted Christ in your, your, your heart? So um, I will teach you in the end a very simple way how you can share the joy which you have. It's not good to keep for yourself, right? So it's good to share. So I shared with Vasily. Vasily shared with his disciples. And look, many of them might be of your age. We don't have here pictures of other groups where uh, he had a lot of uh, your age. And um, we had other people who have their groups, also as Vasily, teaching the Bible. Here is, uh, are my teachers. Do you have teachers? In no. Let me look at you. You are a teacher. Look at you. Yes, every time, every time you would like to learn something, you need a teacher, but you have to be a teacher also because you are surrounded by people who don't know what you know. By the way, congratulations, you are the most knowledgeable, smart Christians in the history of, um, of, uh, our, uh, of church. Never, never Christians were so, so full of knowledge. Now that knowledge has to be passed on to the people who don't know you. Now, speak. Yes, that's why I have only three. I figure out that. Yeah. Yes. So that's how we, we send missionaries. If they don't want to go, we send them. That's uh, my joke. Um, when people like you received the gospel and you heard uh, Alex's story, they went and uh, went to different uh, countries. Pakistan, Nepal, Vietnam, Laos, uh, Afghanistan, Iran, Iraq, and we have a new speaker. Hi, my mommy has four boys, and we're about to have another one. It's going to be a girl. And are you glad or not? We're, Daddy's really excited because we're, he thought we were going to have another boy. So are you excited or Dad is excited? 
Good. Give me five. <laughs> you have a lot of speakers here. Man, you, you didn't need me. Now, ah, I can read your mind. You want to go and share the gospel to her, right? She will tell you her, her name. So that's how we started to go from country to country. You see those, um, uh, those stars. And, um, excuse me? Yes, Turkey is there. We just finished a conference in Turkey several days ago. And we go again this year, we will go uh, at least three more times to Turkey. Here is uh, using different sports. If people look uh, like sports, you go and you use sports to tell them the gospel. Here is how we pass the border with Afghanistan. Look at this. This is the main office, custom office between Tajikistan and Afghanistan. When we passed the border, it was very dangerous to bring books. But I hide them inside. I cover them with my clothes. I put in three corners books. In only in one corner, I didn't have uh, books. And the, the, the officer who was uh, checking, he pushed hard in the only corner without books. And then he said, do you have anything prohibited? And they said, look. He said, okay, you can go. So um, you can see God protecting you. Every single step. Uh, I saw that happening in Iraq when I was with the luggage. Every luggage, every suitcase was uh, checked except my, mine who was full of books. And that happened uh, in different countries. In Uzbekistan one time, I went through x-rays. No way to hide the books. And they said, what do you have here? I said, books. What kind of books? I said, about God. What kind of God? I said, true God. Okay, go. <laughs> so, um, kids in Afghanistan, they don't, have, uh, they don't have toys. And a new guess for you. If I will tell you that I never received a toy from my father, would you believe me? No. Is that false or true? False. It's true. I never had a toy from my father. I didn't have a bicycle, I didn't have anything, so we had to make a, bi uh, a bike, and when I uh, was um, uh, about your age, I made one. He was breaking every single day. I hated uh, bikes, but now I grew up and I, I purchased a new one, and that's American bike. It's not breaking every day. I'm celebrating that. So that's how the towns in Afghanistan looked in the uh, time of uh, Taliban's. Uh, but uh, kids like you would live in holes uh, with hay. The poor families, that's how they will survive. In the winter, is, uh, uh, is a little bit warmer. In the summer, it's colder. So, and they will come up from those holes with one goal, to survive one day to find food. And that was the situation when we uh, went. Every year I saw a difference. In that time they didn't have light. Many people didn't know that there exist any other countries except Afghanistan. They could not even uh, keep a conversation except if you talk about food. Next year I saw the difference. The following year uh, more difference. And uh, I see that now many things are changing economically, but that country still need desperately the gospel. But do you know what I discovered? You are surrounded by many people like them, and they don't know the gospels, the gospel. And you are here in the church enjoying, but they need the gospel. So that's why I will tell you how to retell someone the gospel. Are you ready? And you'll repeat after me. I will tell you a truth. And you'll have to repeat. The first one is God, Almighty God, created two people. And, oh, I forgot the, their names. Oh, yeah, yeah, Adam and Eve. So, so repeat after me. God, Almighty God, created two people, Adam and Eve. You know the beginning of the story. 
Why I even tell you that? You know the story. So something wrong happened to Adam and Eve. What? Yes, they went against God because they disobeyed, right? Did God leave them to suffer? No. First of all, he covered their shame by killing an animal, right? And he told very clear that the innocent has to die for the sin. So now God is holy, but the, uh, the people are Separated from God, unholy, right? So, God did not let them um, uh, to live in sin. And gave them only, uh, they gave them the law. Only how many, uh, how many uh, commandments? Ten. Ten. Is anyone capable, was anyone capable to actually observe and obey those ten? No, what's the problem? They have sin in their lives. Yes, we have sin in our lives. That's why God said, okay, if you broke any of them, then bring a sacrifice. But the sacrifice, tell me a little bit about that sacrifice. Yeah, it has to be a lamb uh, or uh, has to be... A lamb? Yes, it has to be an animal. But does God really need blood of animals to cover the human guilt? No. God was only saying that his absolute, ultimate sacrifice will come. And that will be a human. And all the prophets spoke about him. And when he came, the John the Baptist, when he saw him, he said, Look, look, he is the Lamb of God. Why he was brought? To cover the sin of the whole world. And from that time, we know that Jesus was fully human, but fully God. And as human, he was walking, he was getting hungry, he was sleeping, but as God, he was healing. He was loving people. He was even resurrecting from the dead. And people did not understand uh, him and what they did with Jesus. Yes. So people, uh, sinners, did not understand him. They killed him. How many days was he... Three days, that what happened? Resurrected, resurrected, and he will come again. He will come again. Are you ready for this? So that's the story you have to tell to one friend this week. If you forgot the story, I know somebody who will help you, your parents. So, okay, now I will ask you who this week will start praying for one person who doesn't know God and who is your friend, maybe we're uh, acquaintances. Who this week will start praying for a person who doesn't know God? Just raise up your hands. If you will just pick up the phone and will call that person during this week and you'll say, you know, I'm praying for you this week. Can you tell me what specifically would you like me to pray for you? You'll have a very nice discussion. The people, they think about themselves, but then when they find that you think about them, that will be a good testimony. Will you do that? So if you'll do that, next week your parents will help you to retell this story and you will tell that friend this story. And that, if you, uh, that friend would like to hear more, you can invite to such a meeting. Can you do that? So that's how we uh, traveled through different countries. He's Afghanistan. This is a mall in Afghanistan. 
Uh, the Afghanistan is uh, uh, full of uh, dust, and you get sick when you breathe the dust. That's how we started a um, uh, uh, club, not a club, uh, a sport camp. Uh, but we were telling those people about uh, Christ. This is my son. Um, one year ago, we visited again uh, Afghanistan. We went to some rich houses, but we, uh, again, sharing the uh, Christ. This is the Olympic team in Afghanistan, the clubs with the kids. And here are different countries where um, people don't have the gospel and somebody has to go to those countries. God loves some beautiful feet. Are my feet beautiful? Are your feet beautiful? Let me tell you how the beautiful feet look like. If you read in the book of Romans, you'll find that God loves those feet who go and share the gospel. If you would like to have beautiful feet, then you have to go and share the gospel with someone. Here is in uh, Iran, and um, here is in some, um, some family. We started a Bible study group now in that family. And here is in uh, different countries, Siberia, Cuba, and so on. We received something, and we'd like to share that with the rest of the world. And that's something which you have received. And you don't need even to tra travel to the rest of the world because the rest of the world came to you. And just guess why God sent those nations to our country. <laughs> why God sent those nations to our country? <laughs> That's a good idea. Why I didn't figure out that? Okay, go. <laughs> so, the, the last guess, guess. Ah, oh, I forgot the question. <laughs> I'm already old. So, what I, um, uh, would you allow me, first of all, to pray for you? And then I will ask you to pray for me. Because what we need, we all need one thing, to gaze upon Jesus. Second is what you, what you receive. We can bring at least one small, tiny habit into, into our lives. That's why... That's why we are studying the Bible to obey. At least one small thing every week. And third, everything that you are excited about, share with others. And you will see amazing, amazing things that God will do in your life. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for allowing me to speak in front of the best audience you said that this is the best audience because these are the kids and uh, they are the most open to your truth. And we know, Lord, that this is the age when people accept you with the whole heart, sincerely, openly. I'm asking, Lord, to strengthen the faith in each one of them and to uh, raise up mighty, mighty men and women of yours who will go and will uh, reach out the end of the earth with the most amazing uh, gospel, which is uh, the good news of salvation. I'm asking, Lord, to bless each one of them, to bless their families, and to continue to work in their hearts, because I'm asking in the sweet name of Jesus, amen. Thank you very much. All right. All right, we're going we're gonna to pray for John now, too. So this time we'll have the students come up. Come on, y'all. Let's pray for him and pray for his family.
Thank you, Lord, for this day. I just um, lift up these missionaries that you protect them and keep them safe as they're sharing your word with other people, Lord. Protect them. Um, just let your will be done in their lives and our lives. Help us to focus on you. Help us to share our faith and give us a boldness, Lord. And just I pray that you would send a revival throughout the body of Christ, that we would focus on you and just give us the words to speak and help us to show love to everyone around us, Lord. And just let your will be done in us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. There we go. All right, we're going to do a question and answer time. All right, TTC guys, if you needed to take a restroom break, now is the time to go to the bathroom, all right? And then we're going to do question and answer. You guys have lots of questions. And so, uh, Mr. Alex, if you could come up. Mr. John, if you could stay here. <laughs> all right. And while we're doing our questions, for the TTC kids, we have snacks. Wow. Okay, so if you guys have some questions, uh, Pastor Jason has a microphone. We've got a couple of microphones we can run out through the audience. Please use the microphone so we can all hear. Um, so kiddos, for TTC kids, do you guys have any questions that you'd like to ask Mr. Alex or Mr. John? You had your hand up the whole time during the message, so now's the time to talk. Okay, so Emmanuel, do you have a question? <laughs> All right. All right, so Samuel has a question here. Okay, so let's, let's listen to Samuel's question. That's happening. I know. <laughs> All right. Anybody else have a question you want to ask? Wow. Okay. Daniel, Daniel, sit down. Okay, I got a question. Are you guys still competing in Taekwondo or do you just train others? You can, you can start. Uh, well, I, I hope that I continue to, to compete. Some, uh, I have some injuries now. And for, for the last one and a half, I, I didn't compete. But, yeah. But we, we continue to train. We continue to, to train others and hope that soon we'll compete again. Um, I continue to practice a combat style of Taekwondo, which is more for special forces. It's not for competition but which is um, more fitness-oriented, because as any sport can be dangerous for your body. So uh, that's why we switched to a style which is more designed for, for your, your body. And uh, last year, I went through the eight-degree exam. Uh, took me about five hours to do everything. So I saw my weakness in those five hours because um, um, we were acquired to do, not only to do kicks and punches, but to do uh, triple kicks, triple punches. And that was really, really hard. So um, I'm trying to uh, train myself every, every single day. But for me now, martial arts is one of the ways to uh, go to the perishing world to share the gospel. So, that's the goal now. So it's not what was before. Yeah. Hey, Isaac, did you have your hand up? Do you have a question? I'm hungry because I want. Okay, well, I did. All right. Joey, do you have a question? Or you just want a snack? Okay. <laughs> All right. Another question in the back? She doesn't have a question? Okay. Thought I saw a hand back there. Okay. Abigail has a question. 
Who are some of the kids you teach? Taekwondo. Who are some of the kids that teach Taekwondo? Who are some of the kids? Well, our kids at first. And then many others. We, we teach the Taekwondo kids. <laughs> yeah. What impact has the Mafia had both on your life and on your faith? Um, first of all, God did not allow us to go deep. We didn't kill anyone. Was the fall of the Soviet um, uh, time, was the fall of the uh, Iron Curtain, when we got involved in Mafia because it was the easiest way in that time to survive. And, um, uh, of course, um, uh, what, what we, we did... Uh, uh, will leave an um, impact, and you have to fight the rest of the, the, uh, the, uh, the life to understand that um, everything uh, God decides, everything has to be given to Him, because uh, I saw the impact in my family. When you are in mafia where you dictate, and then you are an instructor where everyone is listening, you would expect from your family to be the same, and that never worked. So, and uh, that's where you have to fight to learn uh, the, the Jesus way, to live your instructor and mafia ways, and to learn new ways of communication, new uh, ways of working with people. The question here. Was it hard teaching? Teaching the Bible or teaching Taekwondo? The Bible. Was it hard teaching the Bible? What I, I discovered that everything depends on the whom you teach. I, I was really thrilled, and I'm saying that uh, sincerely when I saw how um, obediently you are listening. I don't remember when I was in, uh, uh, in such a group where kids will stay for so long, and I would give you the black belts in patience right away. <laughs> so um, I would say that you have a really blessed church. I felt that spirit from the, the first meeting when uh, the pastor came, he organized the, the elders. Um, here everyone is greeting you. And uh, when you have such an audience, such an atmosphere, it's very easy to teach. It's very easy to teach. So that's why I would say that you are a blessing for us more than we are for you. Amen, amen. Hey, Joshua, you have a question? Like you were saying, uh, my next question was, jeez, uh, geez, uh God, God needed someone perfect to die. Yes. So, uh, and uh, that's the way how we present the gospel. Because before, you have to bring a lamb. And can you imagine every act of disobedience, you have to bring a lamb? You need a flock for every day. <laughs> and that's why God decided to take that burden from us, and he brought his lamb, but every time the lamb is the one who is not guilty, is perfect. That's why he is a good substitute for us. Okay, I got two. Hang on. Uh, Julian, do you have one, or, or is it your dad who has the question? <laughs> okay, Mr. Glenn wants to ask a question. Well, okay, my son wants me to ask he wants to know if you've ever met a ninja before. Uh, uh, Have you ever met a ninja? A ninja? Japanese. Only a dead one. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> 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 I've been to Japan. I didn't find any ninja. I looked everywhere for them. <laughs> no, I didn't. They just hide. <laughs> yeah, when they hear that we're coming. How old, how old are most of the um, people that you teach? Oh, different ages. Starting with your age and finishing with your parents' age. Wow. 
Yeah, we have a lot of all kinds of, uh, of ages. Mm -hmm. Um, have you ever had any close encounters with terrorist groups such as the Taliban that you mentioned earlier? What, what? Have you ever had any close encounters with terrorist groups and terrorists? <laughs> uh, yes, many. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, in, in Afghanistan, you, you cannot live uh, without meeting a terrorist. Sometimes you meet somebody and you even don't know what, what is hiding behind him. Sometimes we, we were just amazed that you, you meet a 70-year-old man and you think that he is already a, a old one, but he, he is really a, a fighter and in any moment he can, he can uh, take his, his, uh, his gun and shoot you. But I will tell you a story which, which uh, I had, a, well, I had several times meeting with the, with the Taliban and with the terrorists. But once I, I was traveling in the taxi and I seated in the taxi and I, 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 were, I was dressed in the Afghan uh, dress. And when I seated in the taxi, I saw that one guy which from, uh, from, my, from my perspective, he, he looked strange. But I seated in the back, he was sitting in the front, and after we traveled like one hour, uh, he, he found out that I'm not a, a local, I'm a foreigner. So the first question that he gave to me, he said, uh, well, he started to ask me where are you from, but then he said, what is your faith? And, um, when he asked me uh, what is my faith, because I knew where I am in Afghanistan, and uh, I was alone. There they were a lot. There were at least six people there. And we were in the mountains. And then I, I thought, if I say to him that I am a Christian now, what will be next? But then God told me, uh, he remembered me, the lesson that he, he taught me in the Bible study yesterday, and then he gave me the courage. I said, yes, I'm, uh, I'm a Christian. And when he said, when he heard that I am a Christian, he said, do you know that I am a Taliban? And when he said that, I said, well, uh, honestly, I, I saw that you, you look a little bit strange, but, uh, but now I know. Thank you. So he said, he said but do you know what, what we are doing with such people as you, like Christians? And I said, yes, I know. And he started to give me many questions. But one of the questions that he gave me, uh, he said, if I kill you now, and you, go to, and you are going to meet God, and God will, will ask you, why should I let you in the heaven? What you'll, what you'll answer? And I was, I was thinking, Lord, what a good question. It's like a Christian asking another. <laughs> So I shared the gospel with him, and uh, he, we traveled with this Taliban 13 hours in the taxi. So through a terrible road, but sometimes he got so mad, he was turning around me, uh, sitting very close to me, and very angry, he wanted to beat me, he wanted to hit me, and he had his soldiers in the car. So many, many uh, things happened during that trip, but he heard the gospel. When we got to the, to the city where, we, where I had to stay, uh, I had to, to change the, the taxi. So w when we got to the city, I thought that, okay, now it's good. Uh, he will go in his way. I will go in my way. And uh, I went out of this, of this car, and I ran into another taxi to take another taxi. But then when I sit in the next taxi, uh, when I looked back, I saw that he and his soldiers ran behind me, and now I seated in the front, he was sitting in the back. So after we started again to, tr to, to, to drive, I gave the address to the taxi where I am going, and then after a while, the Lord told me, uh, share the gospel with, with this taxi, with this taxi driver. And I said inside, I said, Lord, you see this this terrorist, how he, he is looking for me now. 
If, if I will share the gospel with this driver, he, he will never let me go. But the Lord said, no, you have to do that. And uh, I, the first idea which came to my mind, ask him if he speaks English. So I said, do you speak English? He, and he said, well, how long I'm looking for a guy who knows English that I will, that I will uh, how to say, I will, I will practice my English. So I thought, good. This, this, this man behind, they, they don't know English. I will speak with this taxi driver English, and then, then nobody will understand what we, are, what, what we are talking about. So I started to, to, to share the gospel with the taxi driver, and I asked him, have you ever read the Bible? And he said, Bible? What is Bible? And I started to, to explain to him what is in the Bible, what is the Bible, and the Bible is the holy book. And when I started to, 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 to explain to him that the Bible talks about Jesus Christ, the Taliban, which was behind me, he just grabbed me and, um, um, how to say, uh, hold me yeah, hold me back and said, hey, listen, your holy book is Bible, but our holy book is, is Quran. And then when he told me that, I just understood that he actually knows English and he understands English. <laughs> <laughs> and he understood all our conversation with this uh, dr uh, driver. And then he released me and said to the driver, stop, and he, he went out, and then we, we, could continue, we could continue our way. So this is one, just one of the, of the, way, uh, of the cases when, when I met a Taliban. All right, uh, so I'm curious as to how you started some of these uh, Taekwondo Bible studies, like especially for the first time, because going from kicking someone to saying Jesus loves you is a bit of a weird transition. Yeah, so um, uh, when, when uh, kids, they come to a training, they know that uh, a training is all about discipline. And that's why uh, submitted to that discipline, they submit to the art of Taekwondo. And we explain that Taekwondo, Do, means the way, the way to God. And uh, that's why we start usually with stories. Because a nice story, you don't need to motivate anyone to retell that story to someone if, if he likes the story. That's why we uh, start with the parables of Jesus. But then once you have that minimum discipline, then you go to uh, a next book, a next Bible study book. So the goal is to teach them to discover the word for themselves. That's when, um, uh, when they enjoy that, because you are not just teaching them, giving them lessons. How many people what? We're in, the we're in the taxi. Oh, in the taxi at the same time. Well, it's, it's hard now to remember, but at least, at least seven, eight people, because they never sit uh, uh, only how many seats you have in the car. They, they always sit more than, than you have seats. There's always room for one more, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, kiddos, your parents are starting to come, so when we call your name, it'll be time to go. Um, the guys who have their uniforms on, if you want to come up, I want to get a picture with you and uh, with Mr. John and Mr. Alex. So come on, Mr. Jordan. And we'll, we can still hang around and ask questions, but as, as your parents show up, we, we've got to start going home, okay?